Hi everyone and welcome to another Firms Consulting podcast. As you know, the major theme of Firms Consulting is pushing aggressively over the next 18 months is a focus on taking teams of consultants in and actually running real studies for major American companies and live blogging the studies as we do them and then publishing the findings in detail on our website and also publishing the training so that you can see how we did the studies. So over the next few months, most of our podcasts are going to focus on how do you learn how to do a, be an outstanding strategy consultant and how do you take those how do you take that training into either a project at a, at a tier two firm or even McKinsey and BCG, but also if you work in corporate and you want to apply that training for an internal study. Now, I think the most important thing here is that there's so much material to cover that we're going to break down podcasts looking at different things, right? So today's podcast is about how do you know you've reached the point whereby you are not just a member of the organization, but you're a leader of a consulting organization. And that's a very important thing to understand. And again, I'm going to draw heavily on my experience from, you know, when I was a business analyst, moved all the way up to associate consultant and manager, associate principal, uh, partner, and so on. You know, how did that evolve? I think the first thing to understand is that your title doesn't tell you much. And that's really important to understand. Just because you're a partner, it doesn't mean you've moved up to become a leader within the organization. You can still be a member of the organization, even though you're a partner. So your title says you're a leader, but the way you operate and the way the other partners interact with you means that you're just a member of the organization, right? And I'm going to talk you through very important things that you can see happening and the way the organization interacts with you that that, that points out you are a leader within the organization. Now, you can be a leader within the organization when you're just an associate. You can even be a leader within the organization when you're just a business analyst. Because leader is not title, it's not salary. It is what the existing leadership within the organization is willing to share with you. It's very important. Let me give you an example of this, right? And, and I'm going to draw on my own experience and the experience of other people I've mentored all the way up from analyst to, to partner and tell you how this works. Now, you let's assume you're a McKinsey consultant or you're, you, you could even be working in a corporate environment for an internal strategy unit, right? When you are just a member of an organization, the, the leadership of the organization, and again, leadership doesn't mean that they are just given the title of leaders, I mean, they are the true leaders, the true leaders of the organization will not share with you the real mess that exists in the background. What do I mean by that? In every firm, BCG, McKinsey, and so on, I'm sure the same thing would apply to Bain as well. There's a lot of horrible things that happen in the background that as a partnership, we, we can't share it with the world, but we have to deal with it to protect the firm's Reputation it could be something as simple as some partner told a client something quite ridiculous. It could be a situation whereby we found out some partner was not even doing proper studies, but basically replicating things that other clients. It could be something as serious as there could be sexual harassment lawsuits and so on. 
So what happens is that if you are a leader within an organization, the existing leadership does not sugarcoat these things from you. And that's very important. So now if you're thinking to yourself, how do I know I'm a leader within the organization? Here's a simple test. If everything looks shiny and perfect to you, you are not the leader. You're not a leader within the organization. And if you're a junior person, business analyst and associate, and you're a junior engagement manager, and everything looks shiny and pretty to you, that means that the existing leadership is not sharing problems with you. And if they're not sharing problems with you, it could be one of two things. Maybe they don't think that they should share it with you. But to be honest, given the flat hierarchy structure of management consulting, it probably means that they don't think you are ready for it. And they're not, they don't think you are ready to deal with the realities of management consulting. You know, when I was, um, when I was an associate, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a couple of stories about my background. When I was an associate, um, I never got along with one of the financial services partners. I, I did not get along with him. I hated being on projects with him. Um, and it was just a horrible experience for me. And I remember calling up the managing partner for that region and telling him, look, things are not working out very well here. I've, I've spoken to my mentor about this. Nothing's changed. So I'm, it gives me no choice but to resign. And I actually remember going out of the project room to one of, we were working in the office that day, going into one of these little uh, meeting rooms and calling the managing partner who I had a good relationship with. Now, the managing partner said, don't do anything. I'm coming into the office in two hours after a client will have a chat. So the managing partner comes in. We have a chat and tells me all of the problems that other people have experienced with that partner. And, you know, I shouldn't worry. It's just a phase and I'll be off the project pretty soon. Now, my, my, the point I'm trying to make here is that he could have just have hidden things from me and said, oh, don't worry, you'll get over it. You know, you've got to talk to the partner. But he didn't do that. He explained to me the real problems they are seeing with that partner. He trusted me enough not to go and tell every other associate and business analyst about it. But he was very candid about what he had seen. So that's an example whereby they're not, they're not feeding me the glossy marketing version of the firm. But you know what, this, these are the problems. We're sharing it with you because we trust you. We see you as a future leader of the organization. So, you know, be aware of it. Think about it. Help us make it better. That's one example. Another example is when I was a very junior partner. And I was leading a very, very complex study for a client. It's something the firm had not done before. Um, and I, had, I, I wouldn't say I made a mistake, but I overlooked something in the contract. And I remember how angry the senior partner was. He called me into his office with, a, with another partner and he really let me have it, right? And it was not a great meeting for me. But the point is the other partner who is also quite senior pointed out to me that the only reason he's doing that to misunderstand is because he sees you as part of the organization. If he had been someone junior, just a member of the organization that he didn't trust, he didn't think he could deal with this, you would have had a simple meeting with him he would have explained the consequences or you'd have explained what went wrong and asked you to fix it. But the mere fact that he's allowing you to see what a big problem this is means that he trusts you enough to deal with it. So the next time he gets all emotional and angry, which he will get because he's an emotional and, you know, kind of senior partner, don't think that he's, don't just look at the fact that he's upset with you. Ask yourself, why is it allowing himself to show this side of his personality given the fact that every time everyone else sees him, they only see the poly side of it. And you must, you must think about that. As you get more senior in an organization, and seniority is not about title, 
It's about how the existing leadership sees your future in the organization. They will expose you to more of the problems the organization has. And this is a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword is because when I joined the firm, I can honestly tell you the happiest days was when I was an associate, being on projects and flying all over the world. I'd go to Istanbul. I would go to Moscow. I'd go to Rome. I'd go to London, stay in business class. It's just a wonderful lifestyle. But as you get more and more senior, and seniority is not by title, it's as you start to be seen as a, as a future, current, whatever member of, of the leadership and the organization, the organization starts showing you what is really happening in the background because they trust that you are someone who can help them fix these things. And that's not fun because it's like being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think there's a movie with, um, uh, with what's the guy's name? I forget his name. Um, Jim Carrey. Yes, Jim Carrey. I think it's the Truman Show where this guy lives in this perfect town, but he doesn't realize that from the time he was born, he was owned by an organization and this perfect town he lives in is actually a huge TV set. And that's the way consulting firms manage associates. That's where they even manage some of their partners, to be honest, because they don't think the partners are ready for the reality, but they're good enough to manage clients. And if you become part of the leadership, you graduate from being a member of the set to being someone who manages the set. That's the best way to think about it. And trust me, managing the set ain't fun because when you're in the set, everything's pretty, everything's done up for you. But when you have to manage the set, you have to deal with horrible suppliers, negotiate contracts, realize there was fraud somewhere and deal with it. So the point I'm trying to make here is that when I assess the seniority of someone in an organization, I am not interested in how well the organization runs. I'm interested in what mess they've been exposed to and what has been the responsibility the organization has afforded to them to clean it up. And if you are someone who has never seen the mess, let alone been given the authority to clean it up, then you're not a senior person in that organization. That's it. That's, it's that simple. That's how you define seniority in a consulting organization. It is if the leadership trusts you enough that they let you see the cracks, give you some polyfiller in one hand, a uh, construction brush in the other hand, and say, Michael, go fill up the cracks, go fix it. But if you're someone who only sees everything clean and pretty after the real leaders have fixed it, then you're not a senior person in the organization. It's, that, it's, it's very simple. And, and, and if you think about that logically, that is the nature of how every relationship in any level of an organization is defined. Think about, um, and, and, and this is historical, it cuts across time, it cuts across social hierarchy, right? Think about, um, think about poor parents who have children, right? If you're a good parent, you will not allow your child to understand the kind of financial stress you're going through, and you'll create the impression that everything is fine, and only when the child is old enough to handle it do you tell them what is happening. Same principle here. When you think someone has matured enough to be a leader in the organization, then you expose them to things. Um, think about startups, for example, right? In fact, every startup, the leader of the organization is obviously under a lot of stress. And within his startup company, 
he will or she will have a few trusted lieutenants that that leader can tell the trusted lieutenants, look, this is what's going wrong. I'm in a lot of trouble. I need your help. But to everyone else, because everyone else is just a member of the organization who may bail if things go wrong, the leader will never say, this is what's happening. It's really bad. No, they'll create an impression of what good looks like. So the definition of leadership is the ability to be exposed to and have the authority to deal with the messes. And the reality is that the leaders of, the, of, an, of an organization, uh, their, of a consulting organization, is to create this impression of a well-oiled, well-drilled machine, but they see the what's and all in the background. So think about that as you progress through an organization, how leadership changes. It, it is very different from the way you think it is. As always, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to, to send me your um, uh, ideas and I will be more than happy to respond to them. And remember, we covered this quite extensively through our strategy training and the live blog where we are now leading a team to help a Fortune 1000 bank develop their market entry strategy for the United States and eventually develop their overall corporate strategy.